You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Heading out to the Ecker on Sunday night last year, same time. I went out and interviewed David Fowler there in the broadcast box and watched him call those that trot final and the crowd was on their toes watching all the action there. Uh, the big final on Sunday night, the last night of the, the Brisbane show. Chris Barsby, good morning. How are you, Chris? Yeah, really well, Steve. Good morning to you and good morning, everyone. Excellent. Jared Daffy's with us. There's a heap of races to look at, obviously, over the well, week. Well, the countdown the countdown continues because the Tab Eureka is not far away. Today is August 18. September 2 is the key date for the world's richest harness race, $2.1 million. And we've got an all-important lead-up tomorrow night in Sydney. It's the Singo, and that's the one slot remaining that is yet to be confirmed. So we'll know tomorrow night because... Not necessarily the winner, but a runner from that race tomorrow night will be selected by the man himself, John Singleton, to represent his ownership group as far as the Tab Eureka is concerned. So it's an all-important race. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. It's getting closer to the, uh, the the business end of things now, isn't it? One spot remaining and it comes out of this one race tomorrow night. Yeah, it is, and it's an interesting concept. Uh, not so much the fact that Singo's got a slot, uh, you know, that's available to anybody really, but the fact that it won't necessarily be the winner uh, mm. that he will award or, or dub the slot holder to. Uh, the market suggests it's a one-horse race, which we'll get to a little bit later, but it's just another fascinating mix to, to what we've got coming up in a couple of weeks' time. One thing I haven't caught up with this morning is I think Captain Ravishing was trialling last night. I haven't seen or heard any reports of that no they decided not to trial last night so instead of trialing last night they shipped him straight to sydney so he'll be in sydney as we speak now jared in preparation okay. so it, it's an audacious plan by connections first up in six months going into a race like this 2400 meters and meeting the likes of leap to fame catch a wave and others so no trial last night so he has to have a public trial before he starts, so that will obviously take place. Leap to Fame was meant to race tonight. That race didn't get off the ground, so he's going to go into the Eureka uh, off that last start performance, catch a wave off his performance last week. He won't start again, but they are looking to give him a trial in the week of the Eureka. So there are a couple of the plans. Speak the Truth goes around tomorrow night at Albion Park and in Cypher steps out tomorrow night in Melbourne, and we'll touch on that race. So starting to get uh, interesting. Let, let's go at this race. Each and every week, you give us the market movers. Tim's a trooper. All lines on this horse from a Queensland perspective. He's the favourite at $2. Will he get selected? Will he win the race? Captain Hammerhead, 360 Naturally gifted, $5. They're both three-year-olds, Captain Hammerhead, naturally gifted. And then we're looking at the Victorian. He's a son of a gun at seven fifty. Is he the market mover? Tim's a trooper. Clearly. Now, when the market went up, wonderful to fly. And Tim's a trooper with $4 equal favourites. Wonderful to fly has come out. And all he's done since is shorten Tim's a trooper. He is now $2. Uh, on the back of that, Captain Hammerhead has been three thirty out to three sixty. Naturally gifted has still been around about that $5 mark. And the other one that was in the market, uh, he's a son of a gun, has been six fifty out to seven fifty. So... Uh, he's clearly the best back runner there, Tim's a troop, and probably or nearly the best back around Australia tomorrow night. Okay, that's a really good push. What's your vibe, Jared? Do you think, not necessarily will he win the race, but do you think he'll get that last remaining slot? 
Look, I don't know, uh, and you wouldn't know who, who Singo um, yeah. is using as his advisors as well. But one thing I do know is that going back two or three weeks ago when we had uh, you know, those three nights in a row at Albion Park and I was tuning into what Brittany and, and uh, Ryan Phelan, et cetera, and anybody else who was around were talking about uh, these slot holders and what was likely to get the last couple of slots. Tim Trooper was the one that was in most discussions. You know, he had some really good runs throughout the, the Brisbane campaign, and I suppose that Dixon Stable, they know what's required to win a race like this, and they've, they've pressed ahead with it. So it kind of makes sense that um, if he wins, well, I suppose it's an automatic selection. If he doesn't win and he was a good thing beaten, perhaps he's still an automatic selection. Yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, he was uh, awesome winning at Albion Park last week, PB performance. So mm. he goes into this race tomorrow night uh, at the peak of his powers. Speaking of Albion Park, it's Q-Stars race night tomorrow night. There's four Group 1 features, so the old size stakes racing uh, to fruition tomorrow night. And we've got some great racing. We start with race three, Jared. Three-year-old Colts and Geldings, Q-Bread final. For real life, 230, Apollo Dreams, $3.00. Hold on to your bling, $6, and then we're getting out to $9, Regazzo Ditelli. But most are thinking this is a race in two between the top two in betting. Favourite, Drifter, for real life, open to $2, out to two thirty. Before I get to the second one there, hold on to your bling has attracted a little bit of support, six, uh, seven fifty into $6, but not much. But the one that uh, has been the big move, number one, Apollo Dreams, it opened at $5. Yesterday morning it was three fifty. Chris, and this morning it's now into $3. So the gap has closed significantly uh, between it and that favourite there for real life, and it's clearly the market mover, number one, Apollo Dreams. Okay. If the money keeps coming, they're obviously going to get closer and closer. But just right now, do you think there's a chance that he may start favourite come jump time tomorrow night? Don't think so. There's still a okay. still a sizable gap between them, and the three dollars uh, this morning seems to pull the money up at the t for the time being. That can all change tomorrow, obviously, but I I doubt it. Sure. The three-year-old fillies is race four tomorrow night, and this looks a, a race in three. We've got Jewel Melody, a four-time Group 1 winner, 2.30, current favourite, 310 for Talk Like Motion, the Queensland Oaks winner, and then Cheerleader at 360. Where's the money going here? Well, again, we've got an easing favourite, number nine, Jewel Melody, opened at $2, was $2.25 earlier this morning. It's now $2.30, which is the best it's been. Talk Like Motion, just a little, uh, little drift, three out to 310, but the one... Again, uh, clearly they want to be with here. Is a Dixon runner cheerleader opened at five dollars. Uh, was three ninety last night, three seventy very early this morning, and now into three sixty. So even that two or three late moves mightn't sound much, but a ten cent move inwards is fairly significant on a Friday where the business really isn't around normally. So it's the move there. Clearly, number five cheerleader. Okay, good push there for cheerleader. Uh, the two-year-olds, they're going to be great races tomorrow night. Both divisions, the Phillies and the Colts and Geldings, will go to race five, Colts and Geldings, and there's five legitimate chances here. Mm. Quick change, the current favourite, 3.30. Cosmic Flyer, 5.50. Balboa Rock, 4.80. Bronski Zulu, 4.20. Delhi Row, $4.00. There's been movement around all of these ones in the market. Nothing major, but enough to probably uh, make a decision on there. Quick change from the poll there, 290 out to 330. It's still favourite, but it is getting out. And as a result of that, a couple of others are closing in on it, particularly uh, number 10, Delhi Row, 450 into $4. And also number four, Balboa Rock, which opened at $6. Chris, it's into 480. Cosmic Flyer, 5 out to 550. 
and that's pretty much it of those in the market. So no no major, major move, but there's there's definitely been a little bit of a trend away from that favourite number one quick change. Okay, the two-year-old fillies, this comes up as race six. We've got Riley Rainbow 190, Synchroniser 270, Everart 550, and $9.50 about Better Collect. Now, this is a, an interesting race. Riley Rainbow opened at $2.80. Uh, when I had a look yesterday at lunchtime, it was two fifteen. Today, it's $1.90. That's a decent move. However, Synchroniser has sort of held its place in the market at around about $2.70. Everart, four out to five fifty, and the other one, another Dixon runner, Better Collector, has been a decent move outwards as well, six out to nine dollars fifty. So the the money mover there is clearly number one there, uh, which is the odds on pop now. Riley Rainbow currently a dollar ninety. Okay, that's a good move there for Riley Rainbow. Four-year-old Entires and Gildings, final race seven. Speak the truth, he's representing Racing Queensland in the Tab Eureka. He's $1.28, for both future assured Captain Shuffles. Can't really tell you much here movement-wise. Uh, that's pretty much as they open. Speak the truth, open $1.28. And the other two, Future Assured and Captain Shuffles at the $5 mark. Uh, that trio completely dominate the market. You know, you can get some huge odds here, most of these in the field. So a bit of multi-action here. No big singles at the moment for Speak the Truth. That'll all happen tomorrow, but pretty warm favourite there, $1.28. OK, here's a warm favourite in the four-year-old Mayor's Division. Always be me, a winner last Saturday night. $1.40, Racy Roxy, $6.50, $9 Magical May and $9.50, Merge Right. Mm. Found this race uh, interesting to try and make a read on it as well. Now, Always be me opened at one thirty-five. Racy Roxy opened at $14.00. It was into 11 last night, Racy Roxy. So you quite often see that when there's a, a red-hot favourite, Chris. There'll be a, a bit of interest in something else and they'll take the knife to the price and the favourite will be pretty much as it was. Today, in the light of day, always be me's out to $1.40. Racy Roxy is coming again. It's now $6.50. So it's nearly a third of what it opened at. Obviously, the $14 was over the odds. Outside of that duo, there's no interest at all in anything else. So... The favourite's pretty short, a dollar forty. I wouldn't be too concerned about the big move outwards, one thirty-five out to one forty. Uh, but you know, a healthy respect there for Racy Roxy, which, as I said, has been fourteen into six fifty. Okay, uh, the big one down in Melbourne tomorrow night at Melton is the Garrard's Westburn Grand Free for All, and this is an important race here because a lot of these open class horses are eyeing off the Group One Lensmith Mile on Eureka Night in Sydney. So mm. act now, who's fresh up two thirty. Uh, we've got 480 for both Mac Dan and Hurricane Harley, uh, 550 Rock and Roll Do, and 650 about Better Eclipse. So there's a number of these horses. I think Mac Dan, Better Eclipse, Hurricane Harley, all looking to go to Sydney. A lot of question marks uh, around this race, and uh, there's a couple moved in which you very rarely see as well. But in particular, Act Now. 280 into 230, so it was favourite anyway. It's st still a favourite, but a lot shorter. Mac Dan 550 into $4.80, but it didn't take money much money for that to happen. Better Eclipse is 650. Hurricane Harley at $4.80. So there's there's no big movement, although um, big movement outwards, given the favourite has come in significantly from 280 to 230. So I think the boys may well just park that race and see what happens in the next 24 hours or so because there's a lot of question marks surrounding it. But for the time being, act now, 280 into 230. OK, build a multi for the weekend, Jared. What are we looking at? 
we're obviously going to Albion Park. We've got a few to pick from there, but there's two that stand out for me. Race three, number one, Apollo Dreams, currently at $3. Race six, number one, Riley Rainbow, $1.90. Two, Menangle, Tim's a trooper. It's an obvious one, isn't it? Uh, race three, number 10, $4 into $2. And we will throw in Act Now in that free-for-all, the Westburn Grant free-for-all at Melton. Race seven, number one, 280 into 230. Okay, so that's three by one Apollo Dream, six by one Riley Rainbow, Albion Park, race three, number 10, Menangle, Tim's a Trooper, race seven, number one, Act Now. I'll leave you with two tonight, Jared. Yes, I'm all ears. Albion Park. Yep. So we're going to go uh, bookending this program tonight. Race one, number one, Holy Camp Dillon, and then race nine, number 10, Nikki Beach. They're the two that we're going to focus on tonight. Got any prices for me or have I got to look that up myself? No, I'll do it now. So one one Holy Camp Dylan. He's currently reading out at two eighty, and Nicky mm-hmm. Beach in the last. He's currently assessed at two seventy. I don't know whether you know this. You probably do because your bank balance would be showing it. But you're deadly <laughs> on you're deadly on these ones on Friday that we go through now for the Friday meeting. So one one nine ten tonight at Albion Park. Chris, can I Ted. give you some advice? Yep. Take some Maltesers with you Saturday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Jared will be just below you. Yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, so down at him. I know Nicole mentioned, mentioned it earlier. So tomorrow night, Sky Racing Active. So if you haven't got the Sky Racing Active app, download it and you'll get full coverage. I'm not sure what time we start. Maybe about 4.30. What time's the first race, Chris? Uh, it's about 5.30, I think, tomorrow night. Okay, so maybe okay. from about 5 o'clock onwards. So Cassie Fay is coming up from Sydney to host it. Uh, obviously, Brittany Graham will be there with the on-track interviews and all that, and I'll be just tagging along with some tab prices. So full coverage on Sky Racing Active all night tomorrow night from Albion Park for that big Q-Stars meeting. Will you take the button to try and catch them as he throws them? <laughs> yeah, I will. Mm. I will. <laughs> it's a big night tomorrow night because uh, we've got the Q-Stars action, Albion Park, but all this action as well for the Tab Eureka. So there's a lot to look at down south as well. So you guys will be across that. Hey, Jared, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. See you, guys. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can go to the Tab right now, tab.com.au. You can find all of those harness racing prices. It is a big weekend of action coming up, no question about it. Four Group 1s at Albion Park tomorrow night. The Singo, the inaugural running of the Singo tomorrow night in Sydney. And down at Melton, we've got the Westburn Grand Free for All, and there's so many stars stepping out of that that are bound for Sydney in the next fortnight. So a lot to take in. There's plenty of ways to do form, Steve, as you know, but there's a new way of doing form. And if you haven't come across it, sulky.app. You can just download this onto your phone. It's very easy. It gives you all the sectional data. It gives you all the horse analysis. It's very easy to use, and you've got all the ratings. So this is the way to do it. It's on your phone, so when you're in the pub or the club or at the track, it can help you. So this is the way to go about doing the form. Sulky.app. So the Neuenbergs, they uh, brought this to life and joining us from Sulky.app is Bronte Neuenberg and she's online with us now. Bronte, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, really well. You must be looking forward to this weekend because there's stars aplenty. Oh, definitely. There's stars in every state. It's going to be a great night. All right. I know you want to focus on the singer and this is an all-important race because this is the race that is going to determine who takes that final slot for John Singleton. Not necessarily the winner, but I'm sure the winner will certainly uh, push their case uh, forward a lot further than others. So let's break down this race. We just heard from Jared. Tim's a trooper, the Queenslander. You know this horse really well. He is the favourite. As far as the ratings are concerned, does he come out on top with your information and data? 
Yeah, he definitely comes out on top. He's actually roughly around two seconds better than the next horse on our ratings. And, you know, his last start performance was brilliant. But this rating of his that is so good on our ratings is actually from his run in The Rising Sun. That rating itself has put him up there with the best horses historically on Sulky Up, like we're talking Leap to Fame and Honolulu Bay. And ever since that race, he's consistently running sensational performances every single start. The next best yeah, rating well, horses are... Yeah, sorry? I was going to say, he was awesome last week, so he is at the peak of his powers right now, Tim's a trooper. Oh, definitely. And the next best rated horses in the race are Danger Zone and then two outsiders being Don Hugo and Muscle Butt. They have fantastic recent sectional performances as well. OK, so the Queenslanders won two there, so it's Tim's a trooper, Danger Zone, and then we're looking at Don Hugo and Muscle Butt. You said the other one. He's a bit of value there. He's $61. Yeah, they're all really good. And like you said earlier, the goal is not to win the race. Well, that's your second goal. Your first goal is to put on a performance to get a start in the Eureka. And even though Tim's a troop is the best rated, I don't see him at any point of the race finding the front because every horse wants to prove a point. So he is going to have to work so hard to actually prove his point to win the race, in my opinion. OK, well, speaking of gate speed, you guys do all the analysis there. Who's most likely to lead up this race tomorrow night? In my time with Sulky Up, this is probably the most even race I have ever seen with gate speed. I can say that Muscle Bart has the best gate speed, but it's not even a half-length better than the rest of the field. It's going to be absolute fireworks early, and I, like I mentioned earlier as well, they're going to be putting on a performance. And if we're looking at who's going to win the race, I think it's the horses that are going to stay out of the early burn. Okay. All right. So we're looking at those that uh, don't get involved early. So Tim's a trooper might be able to fit into that category given that he's drawn so wide. Yeah, I agree. And if we go and look at our sweepers, the horses that finished strong in the last 400, it's Tim's a trooper obviously stands out as being one of the best. But a horse interesting that stands out here is Captain Hammerhead. He doesn't have the best sulky rating in the race, but... He straight out has the best speed. He's got the fastest quarter and he's got one of the best last 400 sprints in this race. So if he stays out of that early burn, I can see him being dangerous at the finish. And that is very the same, much the same as Danger Zone. He also has a brilliant last 400. OK, well, that's interesting with Captain Hammerhead. I had a quick uh, conversation with David Moran last week after he won that feature at Bendigo, and he outlined to me, he said, look, he led and he got the job done, but he said he's a far better horse coming from behind. So that backs up your claim that if uh, if he doesn't get involved early, he's going to be hard to hold out at the end. Yeah, definitely. If he gets involved early, like just putting it into perspective, he's about five seconds slower on his ratings too, Tim to Trooper. Um, but like like I said, that, that rating from the Rising Sun is up there with the best on our system. And Captain Hammerhead, though, just individually on straight-out speed, he is sensational. So I fully agree that if he's off speed, he's going to be dangerous. OK, but in a nutshell, we're with Tim's a trooper. Yeah, I'd put Tim's a trooper on top. And then if we're looking at the next three, I would have Captain Hammerhead, Danger Zone and Don Hugo for an outsider. Okay, so 10 and then 1, 11 and 3. Hey, Bronnie, really appreciate the time this morning. Looking forward to chatting each and every Friday for the weekend. Thank you. Have a fantastic weekend. There's Bronte Neuenberg from Sulky.app. So as I said, it's the it's the new way of doing form. It's very easy. You get it on your phone, Sulky.app, and it gives you all of the information for every harness race, Steve, 
mm. right throughout the country. So it doesn't miss. Work that goes into something like that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong because not only ratings, but gate speed ratings, and then swooper ratings. All different sort of ratings, so it'd be a mountain of work. Sounds like Daniel O'Sullivan's database with the thoroughbreds. Fred Hastings is with us, Chris. Fred, good morning. Good day, Chris. How you doing? The countdown continues for the world's richest race. I know you're pumped up about this, and this is going to be epic. This uh, inaugural running of the Tab Eureka, September 2. We get that final piece of the puzzle tomorrow night with the singer. Not necessarily the winner, but a horse from that race. Race 3 in Sydney tomorrow night will be chosen to represent John Singleton in so many ways. Well, the whole concept has been fascinating, Chris, but we get down now to the, the last spot. And as you say, it doesn't necessarily mean that Singo's going to opt for the winner of the Singo. It could be a, a, you know, an incredible running defeat that uh, might attract his attention. Uh, the other aspect is, of course, that's for the race will come from the Singo. So uh, it, it's certainly been a case of a lot of horses have thrown their hand up that, that yeah, ordinarily may not you know, be, you know, have the capacity to run in such a race, but they, they just might get a spot based on uh, their performance uh, tomorrow. But, gee, I can't go past him. Um, I, I just listened to the tail end of your chat with Bronte, and um, Tim's a troop is an outstanding horse. He's got great form at Menangle. Chris, as we know, he, he's won a Group 1 there and has acquitted himself well in the past. So I'm going to stick with Tim's a trooper. Okay, you know you're on Queensland radio, so you've kicked goals straight. Well, well, mate, you know you got to know you, you know what side of the bread your, your bread's buttered on. So uh, there we go, go the Queenslanders. No, look, he's probably Chris. What, what's your thoughts? I mean, this is a horse. He's probably in some ways lived in the shadow of his more illustrious stable mate, but he's a very good horse in his own right and, and deserves. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. And he always will live in the shadow of Leap to Fame. It's just one of those unfortunate things. If he was in another stable, he probably gets a little bit more light uh, shone upon him. But given that he is a stable mate of Leap to Fame and he's such a beast of a horse, he, he, he sort of just... So I think he's always going to have to, um, you know, deal with that. But... He's a wonderful horse, as you said. He's already a Group 1 winner. Uh, he's got earnings, what, well over $350,000, and he deserves his spot. So I think he'll acquit himself well. I think the Queenslanders are going to be really hard to beat. So we know that Leap to Fame's there. We know Tim's a trooper's there. I think uh, Queensland is certainly going to have uh, plenty, uh, plenty to cheer about on September 2. Well, it's funny you bring up Speak the Truth. I think every time Shannon comes down with a horse to Menangle and, and, and has campaigned quite frequently uh, over the last uh, two years there, uh, yeah, the stable comes whether Speak the Truth is up to that that top elite level of uh, three- and four-year-olds. He'll certainly run a big race, but that's another factor, the, 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 the Price-Sanderson factor. They, they have a really good understanding of the racing style that's needed to win races at Menangle. Um, and I'll just take Trooper and leap to fame. I mean, you said, uh, you know, in any other year, I mean, what a great dilemma for, for the Dixons and the Seymours to have two outstanding four-year-olds <laughs> uh, running concurrently. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty special. Yeah, too right. So speaking of the Eureka, uh, leap to fame yeah. is $1.80 right now. For you at that price, or is he your selection as it stands right now? But the, the price is just probably a little too short. I, I think the barrier draw sorts so much out, and it sorts so much out at the 2400 metres. Remembering that the 2400 metre start is basically right uh, bend, uh, that they straighten up 
uh, to run down the back straight. And then they've got a 400-metre run down the back straight. But uh, the, 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 the gate uh, is virtually letting them go on a bend. And, and there's been a, a train of thinking... There's been a couple of theories that the, the horses have to really work hard to up on the outside. Then you've got the, the train of thought that they've got momentum, whereas the inside horses don't quite have that, that top speed because they, they're on the inside. It's a, it's a funny little um, you know, conundrum to have, whether you draw in or out. The ideal barrier draw, I think, is, is obviously a three or a four or a five. Those middle gates give uh, some chance to make decisions. A dollar eighty, Chris, look... He's outstanding. He's outstanding, and I can't wait to see him on the 2nd of September. Um, but by the same token, there are some nice uh, horses going around. We, we can't forget Catch a Wave. We can't forget, uh, as a three-year-old, the Lost Storm. He, he just excites me. Um, and, you know, all the others. It, it's just going to be a super race. But, oh, gee, I don't know if he's a dollar eighty. but if, if he's uh, if you want to take the dollar eighty, you better get it now, because if he comes up with a plumb barrier draw, he'll probably be a dollar fifty. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Hey, it's a great night coming through tomorrow night. There's eight races. Is there something that stands out for you, on? Look, I'm, I'm keen on a horse in the first race, Chris, called Gordon's Bay. Now, we saw it run through the Tab Regionals at 2,300 metres and, and really do a, a really good job. This horse has terrific gate speed, uh, you know, obviously a great attribute, but then has that little bit of a kick, has that acceleration back end of its races. Now, it draws a good barrier, barrier one tomorrow, so you expect it to lead from there. And if they leave it alone through a middle split there or that middle uh, um, yeah, half, he's going to get um, a, a real good kick at the back end. And I thought at around, I think he's about $3 or there, it's on, on Gordon's Bay, could win the first race. And I am keen on Tim's a, a, a trooper. Look, I know, I know that... Uh, the horse that draws the inside captain um, Hammerhead is going to be, you know, very tough to toss from the barrier draw. The best of the local hopes, I think, without doubt, is naturally gifted. But uh, I, I do like Tim's a trooper tomorrow night. Okay, so Gordon's Bay three twenty, Tim's a trooper two dollars. Love it. We'll take uh, we'll take both. Race one number one and race. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and sounds good too. Three twenty into two dollars. We'll take it. Hey, Freddie, enjoy the night tomorrow night, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, Chris, and before I go, mate, I haven't had a chance to speak to you. Uh, you know, congratulations on your, your broadcasting over the, the course of the carnival, mate. It was watching from an angle that it was hair on the back of the neck stuff each time. So uh, uh, us race callers, often people want to be a bit critical of what we do, but, uh, mate, you deserve uh, top marks for what you did on the, through the carnival, and uh, uh, well done, mate. I much appreciated. Really, uh, really appreciate that, Freddie. Enjoy tomorrow night. All the best. Cheers, mate. There's for there's Freddie Hastings joining us. So Gordon's Bay into Tim's a Trooper. That's a nice little tab multi that we can take. Three twenty into two dollars. About uh, those two runners tomorrow night in Sydney. The first of eight in Sydney tomorrow night, kicking off at five twenty. Menangle. But Andrew Spagnolo from the Tab is now joining us. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, listeners. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that was my fault. Pass on the wrong number, so it helps if I uh, get the right number. But anyway, we've got you on air now. We're, we're all talking about the Eureka. We're only weeks away. That last spot is up for grabs tomorrow night with the Singo. And I just wanted to touch on these uh, these markets with a few of the features. And we'll start with the Singo, if you don't mind. So Tim's a Troop is the favourite at $2. What was Firstly, was this difficult, given that you've got horses coming from here, there and everywhere, and it's a combination of three-year-olds and four-year-olds? Yeah, definitely, Chris, and uh, thanks for pointing it out because uh, I probably went up a little bit too long, Tim's a trooper, and um, 
perhaps it's the, the Queensland support or the fact that uh, his true price is closer to that uh, $2, uh, maybe even shorter mark. So uh, he's definitely been popular. Personally, I thought Captain Hammerhead may have challenged him for favouritism, but it, it appears at this stage that um, Tim's a trooper will, will run a clear favourite. Okay, is there a chance he will start into the red? Uh, I'd, I'd have to say yes, based on um, the betting thus far and um, looking at the, the price that he opened at to, to where he is today, um, there's a big chance he'll start um, an odds-on favourite. All right. No doubt you guys are going to be busy tomorrow night watching a lot of these races uh, with a lot of these horses stepping out for the Eureka and Cyphers back in action tomorrow night. You'll be watching that race in, in Melbourne closely to see if you're going to tweak the prices. But right now, Leap to Fame is the favourite for the Tab Eureka at $1.80. There, there won't be sort of any change to his price after this weekend, will there? The only way you'd see a change at his price is if um, information was to come out regarding um, his wellness or anything untoward, um, I would have thought. He's a rock-solid favourite. Perhaps may firm if others um, don't don't turn up or don't deliver over the weekend, but I can't see him moving. Um, and if, if anything, his, his next move might, might be inward. OK. We've got four Group 1 features at Albion Park tomorrow night. I want to go through these races as well. The three-year-old Colts and Geldings race three. Uh, you went up at uh, even money for real life, $2. Apollo Dreams, $5. They're getting closer and closer in the market. How do you think this race will play out with the market as we get closer to jump time? Yeah, it appears as though the support there is clearly with the one. Um, myself, personally, uh, I would have thought for real life um, and perhaps later in betting the money will come. Um, he's done a phenomenal job, in particularly around that Q-bred um, time last year. And as you well know, he's been running against all the good ones this year. His trial was pretty close to next level off a setback. So at some stage, I, I, I dare say the money may come for him. Apollo Dreams has got a terrific record when leading quick last quarter last week. He, um, he'll, he'll get front end respect and perhaps um, might turn into a staying contest and, and maybe that's why punters are with him early. OK. The three-year-old Phillies race is going to be a ripper. There's three major players here. Jewel Melody Open favourite with you guys, $2. Talk Like Motion, $3. And Cheerleader, $5. Jared was on just before and he said the money's with Cheerleader. Is that a surprise to you? It is. Um, I guess punters do believe that uh, talk like motion is probably its natural pattern, I guess, to um, will at some stage um, hand, hand to cheerleader and perhaps try to win the race that way. Um, again, in the past, dual melodies generally been a little bit too sharp for the, the, the Q-Breads, particularly uh, last season. Um, I guess there's question marks given her latest form in the Oaks, um, in various Oaks, but on a class from a class spectrum, you'd like to think that she's going to be more than competitive here. So I'm a little bit surprised there's no money for it, but I can can understand given the recent Oaks um, performances, if you like, numerically at least. OK. Uh, Two-year-old Colts and Geldings. I'm tipping this would have been a, a bit of a nightmare to, to, to put a market up for this race because any one of five horses could have gone up as the favourite. Quick change, I think, open the favourite, just checking 290 courtesy of barrier one but this would have been a difficult race to sort of frame yeah it's definitely one of the more trickier ones and it, uh, i believe particularly in both the two-year-old um fillies and and the gelding finals you, you are um, picking them on promise or potential 
Um, quick change is something that historically not many horses do, and, and that's come off the pace as a two-year-old taken on the older horses last time. He appears to be a, either a sit sprint and or um, peg, peg line horse. So to do what he did last week, I thought was, was exceptional from where he was in the corner. Um, I guess the million dollar question with him is if he holds the front or looks to take a sit. Um, if he was to hold, I think Bronski Zulu's um, hitting his stride at the right time. And sort of on that notion, I probably went up a little bit longer horses like Del, Del, Del Rowe, who appears to be on ability in the straight line as good or if not better than um, most of these anyway, but has that tricky draw. Um, as one of your other interviewees earlier in the week, Cosmic Fire, the trainer gave it a good push and on raw ability, it looks very good. And Balboa Rocks is already a feature race winner on the track, so it's a it's a top race. Yeah, it's a good race that one. So that's going to be very interesting. And the Phillies race, race number six, the last of our Group Ones tomorrow night. Riley Rainbow, Jerry Adline. This has been very well back. Two eighty. It's now trading at one ninety. Synchroniser also open two eighty. She's holding her mark at two seventy. And Everard's been easy. Five fifty out from four. Better collect nine fifty out from six. So they're focused on number one here, Riley Rainbow. Yeah, and probably um, apart from Tim's the Trooper, the, probably the, the other one um, for the weekend that the punters stepped into. Um, I personally didn't think there was much between horses one, five and seven, so Synchroniser and Everart, um, in addition to Riley Rambo, I thought may have all challenged each other for favouritism. Again, um, potential perhaps with um, Riley Rainbow, and I actually think Everart will be hard to beat, but it's a bit of a guessing game as to where it ends up early or how much work it needs to do. So I guess punters are, are going with the tried and proven method of, of, um, of the one with the best draw and perhaps likely leader. What have you made of the trials of Everard down there in Sydney? Well, again, it's probably hard to read too much into them because um, it, it, on face value, it did everything the horse was asked. Um, without without running super time, it's it's a bit of a guessing game as to how much it had left in the tank. Um, Thorny seems to have a very... David Thorne, the trainer, appears to have a very good record with um, bringing these horses up for, for, for these races. So for him to take her there first up um, without, a, well, without a race start... I'm assuming um, he'd like to, like to think she'll run a very forward race. Uh, I dare say he wasn't planning on drawing gate seven, so that, that may change things. Yeah, no doubt. That uh, that should be a good competitive race. And those four-year-old features, races seven and eight, we've got shorties there. Speak the truth, $1.28 in the end times in Geldings. And with uh, the four-year-old mares, always be me, $1.40. So they're, they're going to start clear choices, obviously, and they look awfully hard to beat. Yeah, spot on. I guess the only question mark to expect the truth is if um, a future short or captain shuffles were to chance their arm early, knowing that the race would um, be all but over if they weren't able to get a, a front-end spot. So if that was to eventuate, we, we may have a more interesting race um, tactically than we expected. But, um, yeah, I concur with, with thoughts of um, interviews during the week alluding to that horse being there. Exceptional horse for this, not just this uh, race, but perhaps even a, a major player in the Eureka. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how it all sort of comes together, the Eureka, but I think he's going to be right in the thick of the action there, speak the truth. He's a very professional four-year-old, and uh, whilst he might just be that rung below leap to fame, uh, I still think he's going to be a, a top-four player there. So hopefully he gets through that race tomorrow night and heads down to Sydney full of confidence. So as far as... 
um, the markets are concerned for this weekend. Um, it'll be interesting to see how some of these races shake out. But right now, it, you know, Riley Rainbow's probably been best backed uh, going by what Jared said earlier in the day. Yes, spot on. Um, of the, on the Q-bred races, Racy Roxy has been popular. Perhaps I've, I've overestimated her. Um, she's, she's been a decent firmer from 14s into 6.50. Um, she does look uh, on grading right up to them, but always be me on, on paper. Um, does look the one to beat, and you'd assume we'll get all the front-end favours. So perhaps on that notion, we went up a little bit too long, uh, Racy Roxy. But, yeah, there has been genuine support for her as well. All right. Can I indulge you with a, uh, a mobile rolling multi for the weekend? You know, we can't say no to you, Chris. What, 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 <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, I'm really keen on talk like uh, motion. I think she can complete this big triple crown. Only one filly I've found in my history check uh, has been able to do this big triple crown in the same year. That was Forever Gold back in 2011, winning the Breeders' Classic, the Queensland Oaks, and the triad, and this is what Talk Like Motion is staring down tomorrow night. I think she's drawn to win this race, so race four, number one, Talk Like Motion. She's around 3.10, and I think Speak the Truth is the anchor uh, for all multis this weekend. So race seven, number two, $1.28. How does that look? Uh, that, that sounds that sounds good to us as far as um, giving, the, giving the listeners um, something, something that um, perhaps will not only give them every chance in the run, but also um, give them what appears to be very two very solid chances. So on that, we'll, we'll probably look to get that um, open shortly after scratching time tomorrow morning. And who knows, Chrissy, if you if you are good at it, we may be able to keep it as a, a regular occurrence. No, well, pressure's right on. But I'm confident <laughs> for this weekend. I am confident. Talk like motion, speak the truth. We'll consider it done. Right. So we'll find that on the website tomorrow. Yes, it'll be under the today's office part on the uh, on the website. Excellent. Hey, Andrew, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, best of luck across the weekend, and we'll chat again next week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Darren Clayton now joins us to have a look at Albion Park's big night tomorrow night, Q-Stars race night. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. It's a good meeting tomorrow night. Those Group 1 features, um, oh, I don't think they're as cut and dried as what many are probably expecting here. No, they're not. And this Q-Stars format, it's really uh, taken off in the past couple of years since we've gone to the to the all Q, Q-bred nights. And yeah, I'd, I'd agree. There's, there is a couple there that um, I think the market just might be around the other way. I guess time will tell, but uh, it's just good seeing how much quality we have in the Q-bred ranks and, and the trotters getting on board uh, on the final night this year as well with uh, the increase. They're up to 50,000 now for the two-year-olds and three-year-olds. So uh, it, it's all going ahead nicely. Yeah, that, that's good money uh, for all races, in particular with the trotters up to 50,000. The paces are chasing 150,000, two- and three-year-olds. The four-year-olds are up for 75. Let's start with race three. This is the first of our group ones. Three-year-old Colts and Geldings here. Was there any surprise with you that For Real Life went up the favourite with Tab over Apollo Dreams? Yeah, that's probably one of the ones that sort of I alluded to just before, Chris, and I think the market might just be around the other way. You look at the fact that, um, you know, Apollo Dreams is drawn in one, and outside of probably Free Thinker, who's drawn out in gate seven, the rest of the front line 
probably just that level below, maybe a couple of them are sort of two levels below where Apollo dreams and then some of those back line runners are. So um, I think he gets every opportunity, Apollo dreams. He was really good. He took on the rising sun, um, uh, sorry, not the rising sun, the Hayden four runs back where he finished third. He was only beaten eight metres behind Speak the Truth on that occasion. Now, um, this race is probably... Um, about the same level, if not just a, a shade below. Obviously, the Hayden was a three- and four-year-old race. Since that, he's come out and um, he won easily enough in just a midweek event. He then came out in his heat where, um, you know, he just dominated, worked to the front um, and just put them away at ease. For real life, he's obviously had, um, you know, a couple of little issues along the way since we last saw him in the Queensland Sun that probably uh, was some, that issue was probably flaring up in that uh, race, which is why he's had the time off. His trial was super. He just sat off the speed and, and really worked home. It was interesting just hearing the thoughts of Adam Sanderson yesterday, perhaps just put a little bit of perspective around that trial in terms of how to speak the truth is travelling, whereas for real life they needed to give him a good big hit out. So I guess it, it all comes back to the fact that uh, yes, for real life, has won over the 2040 where he claimed that Redcliffe uh, yearling sales series and did it comfortably in front. He's got to face a different uh, situation this week, coming off the back line at his first run at the Albion Park 2100. So um, factoring that in, I, I think Apollo Dreams just gets every opportunity. Hold on to your bling, he'll certainly be in the mix, but the gate doesn't help him either in 10. And um, Regazzo Daitili, he was the Breeders' Classic winner. Um, not much has really gone his way since winning that race back in May. He hasn't won another race since. Did trial well uh, on the front end. Um, Jill Melody sat behind him in that trial, wasn't able to run him down and, and ran a strong closing 800, but uh, Gate 13 probably sorts him out a bit as well. So um, Mark Ducks, Matthew Nielsen, they're right in the driver's seat for this three-year-old Colts and Geldings triad. Okay, what about the three-year-old fillies? It looks a race in three. The big three, a talk-like motion, cheerleader, and dual melody. Which way are you leaning at this point? Yeah, I've got again, I've got to go with the gate and stick with talk-like motion. Um, she can lead. She led up in the uh, Breeders' Classic uh, over this trip and was able to see it out for the win. Um, she gets gate one again. So they can lead early. Um I can't see who they really would want to hand up to if that if there's too much pressure comes. I guess cheerleader, if she comes across, there's the option to take a trail on there. San Maria likes to get forward as well, but I don't think she's strong enough that they'd they'd take a sit on her. So um, Shane Graham again, uh, he's in the he's holding all the aces to this race. Jewel Melody, I'm just I sort of mentioned it on Wednesday. I'm just not really sure where she's up to that trial sat on the back of Regazzo Daitili, probably had every chance just to go straight past him. It was a strong last half, the last half in 55-1, home in 27-3, but, um, you know, she was stoked up at the top of the straight and sort of couldn't get past him. She gets back to her own sex here, just tackling the fillies. So, um, yeah, not sure. Her southeast Oaks win was good, um, probably a, a field that's, a touch easier than that race, but uh, her Queensland Oaks run had to do all the work outside the leader. That didn't help. Where Talk Like Motion had the 
had the cold sit back in the pack and just sprinted home. Cheerleader, um, she's certainly well in the mix from gate five. I think they might just um, look to get forward here. And uh, if that gives a run to talk like motion on cheerleaders back, well, then it sets up well. And outside of that, Mullum Ruby is perhaps a run on chance. Uh, Bronski Delight will find it tough from gate six. But talk like motion over dual melody. But saying that, it'd be no surprise to see dual melody uh, win this race and go back to back the two year old and three year old triad double. And um, that would be her fifth group one victory if she was able to do so. Okay, these two-year-old finals, they're excellent tomorrow night. Colts and Geldings, that comes up as race number five. Half the field are given, you know, legitimate chances of scoring here. Quick change favourite, Cosmic Flyer, Balboa, Ronk, Bronski, Zulu, Delhi Rowe. They're the big five. I'll be interested to see how you're sort of, you know, breaking down this race because gate speed's going to be crucial and, you know, there's some really talented types here. How do you see it? Yeah, it's a really tricky one, and I think the market reflects that with quite a number of chances there. And um, yeah, I found this one really, really tricky to um, actually dissect where I think the speed's going to come from. Only quick change is probably the big query in that he he gets a good gait here, and uh, I, I think he does have pretty good gait speed. But we've seen him. Um, do all his racing from either back in the pack or outside the leader. He ha actually hasn't led in a race. Um, he's got plenty of experience. He's had 15 starts as a two-year-old, but um, never actually led one up. So that, um, that throws a real spanner in the works in what happens earlier. Cosmic Flyer, um, interesting, listening to Ron Wells yesterday. It was, that was a really good um, piece you had there with him on air yesterday, Chris, and uh, hearing his opinion on this horse, but even seeing it, like he's a, he is doing it all on raw ability. Um, not sure what they do off the gate there. Then you've got Balboa Rock, um, again, um, a horse that hasn't led in his races but has good gate speed. He was favourite um, for the APG final race where he got the perfect trail in behind from the second line. He then drew that same gate next time out and. Uh, that was his first run for Grant Dixon, change from Emma Stewart to Grant Dixon for that next run, where it didn't really sort of pan out for him, and he was a little bit uh, a little bit lost there. He's since trialled, and trialled pretty impressively, sent, sent to the front. Um, Riley Rainbow was able to run him down on that occasion, but he drew wide in that trial. So um, do they get forward on him? Um, Rock on Rocky does have good gate speed as well, probably six, probably a little bit too wide for him, as does attachment. So it's a front line that's really interesting. Um, I think quick change might lead up early and then take a trail. just depends who's there first. I think Balboa Rock will be the first one there. And I think if um, quick change doesn't burn too hard um, in either scenario, if he doesn't burn too hard and is able to hold up, well, then he's the one to beat. Um, if he then takes a trail early well then he's he's right in the in the box seat there for um to display his closing speed we saw it on on show last time out he rattled home wide off the track against the older horses if he does lead well then bronski zulu's right in the mix so um delhi row obviously right there as well his form has been good trent dawson taking the drive on delhi row so 
all in all, it's a really tricky one. I've, I've come back to quick change purely off he gets probably the options. Uh, he can lead. If he doesn't cop too much pressure, um, he'll be hard to beat in front. He takes a trail. He's got that brilliant closing speed and, and he can really rattle home. So um, probably a good one to, to play the exotics with quick change, Bronski, Zulu, fence bound and, and just those other runs, Cosmic Fly, Balboa Rock, Delhi Row chiming in as well. Okay, that's a good raise. That's the Colts and Geldings. The Phillies I find equally uh, fascinating as well because many of these Phillies probably just have a little query against their name, Riley Rainbow, only one run back. Uh, Everard, she hasn't started since the Breeders' Classic. Better Collect, she's fresh up as well. So Riley Rainbow favourite. Synchroniser, she was really good taking her heat. Everard, Better Collect. They're the main four according to the market. Which way are you going here? Yeah, um, again, like the Colts and Geldings, it's really hard to, to line up early what, what could possibly happen. I've got to have Riley Rainbow on top, purely off the gate, and again, a bit like quick change. Um, Narissa McMullen getting the drive for this one, for Chantel Turpin. So it all comes back to the options she has at hand. Synchroniser, um, she wasn't fast out in her heat, in claiming the heat. Um, just allowed plenty of time to balance up before really pressing on and then taking control thereafter. So um, I guess it depends how that early sort of speed plays out. Everart's obviously the big the big query. It's only had two career starts. It has won both of them. Um, but had to go to Wagga first up to win in early May. Um, that was just to get some um, money in the bank to make it through to the to the Breeders' Classic field which she was able to do and then came up and duly won that race from the second line. So um, haven't seen her since. She did trial last week at Menangle. Um, trialed, trialed fairly, 55-3 home in 27-6. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a big ass from gate seven at just her third career start and fresh up from a spell. So, um, and then the other one, Better Collect, she's trialled pretty impressively since her last start win in the Redcliffe Yearling Sales final, um, where she was able to lead all the way. Um, she hasn't had a win. She's a three-time winner. This it will be chasing her first Albion Park victory. She was runner-up to Everart in that Breeders' Classic, but she doesn't have an Albion Park victory to her name. So, um, again, just... Uh, another sort of tricky piece to try to, to throw into the mix to work out how this plays out. So uh, I think Riley Rainbow, purely off the fact uh, her trial was really good, um, where she sat sort of back in the pack and rattled home strongly. So she'll be second up from a, from a break, last run back on the 29th of July, and then that trial where she was sharp since then. So um, I've got her on top just for the options that they have with her, but... Um, Again, probably a little bit more open than the market suggests. Okay, so four Group 1 races, you've come up with number one in each of them. Apollo Dreams, Talk Like Motion, Quick Change and Riley Rainbow. Barry draws are everything, aren't they? Well, that's what they say and it's always one of those <laughs> things. Whenever, you, whenever I put them down on paper and come back and look at them and I shake my head and say, well... What are the chances of that happening? Probably zero, but you've got to take it on face value. It's the same as looking at a driver and, and, and saying, geez, they've got seven winning hopes there. You know full well that it's very very unlikely that they're going to win all seven, but um, on paper and you, you trust your analysis that that's how it's going to play out. All right. Your best bet tomorrow night across that big 10 race card? 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually, um, I think, Apollo Dreams. I really do think that uh, he gets every chance there, um, despite for real life being the favourite. I think um, I think Apollo Dreams is going to be mighty hard to beat there. So race three, horse one. Two quick ones before we wrap it up this morning. The singer, we've been talking about it all morning long. Tim's a trooper. Does he get the job done? Uh, I, I think he does. I'd like to see him get the job done. Um, you know, he's been so good right throughout his career, but uh, it all looks to fall into place for him uh, in that race. The biggest thing being now, I guess, is um, even if he wins the race, he's not guaranteed that invite. Mm. So um, I guess it comes back to how he, how he gets the win uh, or, you know, if he does go under... Um, that it's a, an impressive performance because, you know, as we know, the conditions, he's not, the winner is not guaranteed of the invite. So let's hope it does go the way of um, the winner getting the invite and that winner being Tim's a trooper. All right. And the other one tonight, we need to uh, fill our pockets for tomorrow night with this uh, great racing uh, in, um, in well, three centres, uh, Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. They've got a good card down there at Melton. But what's the best bet for tonight? Nine races tonight. What's the best? Yeah, there's nine races, and I think we can strike uh, reasonably early race two. Um, shades of odds on, but uh, race two, horse one, James Cagney just hasn't had any luck since he's been up here in Queensland. I think tonight's finally his chance. Um, got good gate speed. Uh, he's run a couple of starts back behind Dark Terror, was really good. Uh, I think tonight is his opportunity to finally land that breakthrough in Queensland. Race two, horse one, James Cagney. Okay, sticking with the number one. So race two, number one, James Cagney tonight. First of nine getting underway at 5.47, 10 tomorrow night, and it's Q-Stars race night. That just about takes us away, Darren, for mobile rolling for this Friday. It's a great weekend of action coming up. I know you're going to enjoy it, and I uh, look forward to chatting next week just to pull apart some of these big races from tomorrow night. Yeah, certainly. It's, um, it, like I said earlier on, it's a great night. It's really building this Q-Stars night, and then... We've got the consolations on Tuesday as well. So for those that didn't quite get through to their respective finals, they get their chance to run around for some handy money on Tuesday afternoon as well. Yeah, 11 races Tuesday afternoon. So 9 tonight, 5.47, 10 tomorrow night, 5.39. Steve, that is mobile rolling for this Friday morning. Enjoy your weekend. You might even get to the Ecker across the weekend. More harness racing action there on Sunday. It should be a big afternoon there on Sunday into the early evening. But that is mobile rolling for this Friday morning.